You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Broadcast from the studios inside the Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Yes, the Classic Auto Mall is a real mall. Just one hour west of Philadelphia at Pennsylvania Turnpike Exit 298. Featuring nearly 1,000 classic, vintage, and barn find vehicles for sale under one climate-controlled roof. Now, here's your host, Classic Auto Mall President and the man with all the toys, Stuart Howden. You know, somebody has stolen all my, well, maybe they haven't. Somebody has stolen all my little doilies to put my drinks on. <laughs> I gave them. Give them to me at the car show. <laughs> I gave them all to you? Uh, you gave me a pile of them at the car show. Oh. We're around here somewhere. No, there's the old ones, but the rubber ones that look yeah, like I know, a record. You gave them to me at the car show. Well, I don't know why I would have done I don't know that. Either. Was I drunk? <laughs> I don't know why you gave me. I just took them and said, okay, boss. <laughs> I got him. All right. Can you so, hear me okay? I can hear you okay. All right. Plenty loud. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Okay. How could I remember that? I'm so focused and, and intense on our show that, you know, how could I be and thinking? It's, and it's like when you move, you know, you just, <laughs> I just moved and everything. I'm still finding stuff I've I been know. looking for. You know, I, I was really good at moving and labeling the boxes exactly what was in there because it's the remote controls. It's the stuff that you really want right away mm-hmm. that you're unfindable. You just, they're in some mystery box somewhere. Of course, it reminds me of car parts, too, about, you know, when you box up car parts in your garage, you should put a date on the box. Yeah. And if three years after that date, you've never opened the box, you have to toss <laughs> it out without looking to see what's in really? it. Really? Yeah. I don't Not know. Easy. I don't know. I got <laughs> a lot of old well, stuff. What, what if they're uh, oil filters you bought on sale and, right. you know, you just want to keep them until – and now, if you don't have that car any longer, then that's That's true. Else. Yeah. I've got a – Barn full of parts here. Yeah. I've got so many parts here. Isn't anybody? I could build a my, car. I could build a whole car. Yeah, you and Jerry Cash. It would be like a ghost car. <laughs> <laughs> it would be all hodgepodge of parts. <laughs> kind of like uh, my partner's little hot rod that used to be here. Did you see that? That was built from, it was a 1930 Ford, but only in theory. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because it was everything but a 1934. It was an Oldsmobile radiator yeah, yeah. and a something engine and Whatever, whatever. So that sounds like that Johnny Cash song, one right. piece at a time. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So uh, anyway, show number one hundred and twenty-five. Thanks to the Pat Travers band. I'm really, really going to rant here about these Dagum iPhones. I love them, mm-hmm. but I bought the new one, and guess what? Nothing that I own works with the old uh, with the new one really? from the old one. So the pl- the plugins are wrong. The power chargers are wrong. Oh, the thing no. you got this new magnet thing, and those magnets you put in your car are ridiculously expensive. And so, wow. I went on a shopping spree for accessories, and it was like four hundred dollars. Just to, it's like you bought the phone. Oh crap! You need this. Oh, you need that. Oh, you need that. Like, you, you, uh, think you think they're? You think they're? That's not in the plan. That's, that is the master plan. It is the master right? plan. Well, you know, they got to eat too. So. <laughs> but, I got so many wires at home. I don't know what goes to what. And, and I don't know what connection is. Is I am I a C to C? And is that right, right. Well, well, why? What? What was wrong with the regular USB? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And, and if you were really fancy, you had the uh, the what was that digital audio or thing with that weird little plug in that you had for for uh, hi fi stuff. So anyway, I'll get off my rant that has nothing to do with cars. Um, we uh, are going in the other direction on inventory, 1,080 okay. as of today. Mm-hmm. So we had some inclement weather, which uh, tends to slow the flow of, of uh, consignments coming in, which has allowed us to get a little bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. 
And then we had to fire, no. <laughs> then we, our, our content editor, Peter Leach, retired, uh, two After weeks 6, ago. 6,000 cars. After 6,000 cars. Peter started in May of 18, I believe wow. it was. And, uh, yeah, five and a half years. So May 29th of 2018. Originally, he wrote and photographed all the cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when we were taking in about 10 a week. Mm-hmm. Um, then that kind of changed. And, uh, uh, all of a sudden, we were getting busier and busier and busier. And he did an amazing job. I mean, 6,000 blank sheets of paper to stare at is not easy. <laughs> and of course, our new, um, uh, writer is sitting right next to me. Yes. Uh, how's I've got to cut this show short today <laughs> so I can get to some more write up because we're, uh, we're about a week and a half behind. So how's it going? It, it's, uh, I'm putting you on the spot here. You well, know that. it's good. Peter left behind a legacy of work, really. Right. An incredible body of, of work that sometimes I draw from. And then my, sure. my inclination right now, since I just started, is to be creative and, sure. and write them from scratch. And that's right. not going to cut it because it takes <laughs> an hour and a half and, and they need to be cut. They need to come a little bit quicker than that. Probably about an hour would be the ideal target time. 45 minutes. 20 minutes, according to some people <laughs> well, around here. Don't listen to everybody. <laughs> they don't all know everything um, around here. But it's, uh, I like it. I'm really learning. I'm actually learning. I'm, I'm learning more about 30s Fords in yeah. the last couple of days. Than I mean, I, than the, I, the beauty of writing is that it really ingrains in you when you write something. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to read something and you're distracted and there's noises and things happening around you. And you don't always catch all of the nuance and all that. But when you write it, when you have to literally mm-hmm. write each word of that, boy, it, it really does. And Peter did a fabulous job. I mean, big shoes to fill, no question about it. But it's interesting that for some unknown, unforeseen reason, mm-hmm. you and he are very similar in your writing styles. Well, I'm trying to, to keep his voice alive right. because I think what he did was entertaining. It yeah. was interesting to read. You wanted to keep keep reading about right. the car. And they're just the right length, I think, too, to, right. to give you enough detail, but also be um, entertaining, get a giggle once in a while. Yeah, not be 14 pages of technical this and right, that, although right. we put a lot of that in there as it, well, It's too. in there, yeah, if you want to see it. And, of course, we have to put in the bad, too, so if there's something wrong with the car, then that, and that's always kind of deflating when you're writing a description, <laughs> and then you're like, this is the greatest ever, except... You put it at the very end of the paragraph, <laughs> yeah, right. so that's how it works. Yeah, so you kind of fill in the blank at the end, but, you know, Peter uh is going to semi-retire he's going to do a lot of woodworking and things that he's mm-hmm. been doing over the years but um hats off to him and what he yeah. did and kind of uh you know it, it was it was my concept of how we would lay it all out but without peter i, I couldn't do it mm-hmm. i certainly couldn't mm-hmm. do it and i'm a pretty good writer mm-hmm. but uh it's it's difficult and and to, and i love more than anything is the pop culture references and things like yeah. that that he was able to mm-hmm. add into it too. And as you said, a little bit of humor. You know, when it's time to be serious, it's time to be serious. When you can throw in a little bit of humor in there, that's great. And a little historical. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You learn things. We get clients who call us and say they've learned something about their car that they never knew. Right, right, right. What was that? I don't know. Something started. Oh, this car started. And we're, at a, we're at the Auto Classic Auto Mall <laughs> yeah. oh, studio. So. Oh, right. So we're not we're not on the road again. I forgot yeah. to sign up in the room. Yeah. Sounds healthy. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, it it's does. a very healthy. That might be the uh, Plymouth back there, whatever was. Uh, oh, that green one. Was yeah. Roadrunner or something? Did you see the green Monte Carlo right here? Uh, no. 71 <laughs> 2. I've been in my room <laughs> staring at a screen. Oh, I, I love that car. That, that, I love that, that green. That seemed to be the best buy for its day because I was considering buying one back in the day. Right. And it was the most car for the money. 
money like three thousand dollars or something. Yeah, and for size and comfort and They're but still cars. performance. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a V eight with it and, and everything. And nothing to be ashamed of when you're driving it. It's not like you're driving an Econo box, or right? Something. You know, you're they driving sharp, something pretty sharp cool. Cars. So, um, and that's one we'll feature here if we don't sell it right away, which we probably will because mm-hmm. it seems like anything that I like or that we get that's good <laughs> is gone before I even get to go look at it. Yeah, exactly. I've had that happen like three times in the past week where I'll go up to look at a car that's just come in and oh it's gone we sold mm-hmm. it and it's been paid for and shipped out I'm like why am I so out of the loop <laughs> I would say the one thing that I'm that I'm just adding a little bit little tone to in some of the descriptions mm-hmm. is the not, not not urgency so much but like this is your time this is the car you've been waiting for exactly and you now now's the time life is short man if you if you dreamed of owning a Monte Carlo here it is. Yeah, it's here it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. and and you may never find another one that's right here in front of you. Right, you know, right. it's one thing, uh, and I say right here in front of you, and I mean that via live in person or via the screen. Uh, it's the same thing in essence. Uh, and of course, a lot of people have, if they live far away, they'll have somebody come and inspect the mm-hmm. car, if or if they have a buddy that's close by, or they may themselves get on an airplane and come here and inspect the car as well too. And we like that. We encourage that. What we hope to get is that the car was a little bit nicer than you described. Mm-hmm. That's the sweet spot for mm-hmm. us. So we have to be, we have to be brutally honest about a car, but you have to say it in a little bit of a kinder, gentler way. Yeah. You know, you can't just completely say, "Oh, this car is, you know, a, a fright pig," which was a fr- <laughs> favorite sports car market uh, saying back in the day. A fright, I don't, pig. A fright pig. Wow. And the uh, sports car market magazine, Keith Martin, who was yeah, on our yeah. show. Uh, you, they kind of invented that that term <laughs> or money pit, yeah, <laughs> money pit, one. fright pig. Uh, but. But sometimes you can over describe negatives and it really mm-hmm. is incorrect. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're trying so hard to show every paint bubble, every scrape and nick and scuff and, and everything. And, and it's, and it's bark is way worse than it's bike. Right, right. It's not that bad. And we've had people literally have cars inspected and come here after the inspection because they thought that car is nicer than that. And it was. And as we've talked about, it, the, it, listen, the inspection companies have to cover their, mm-hmm. their tracks. Mm-hmm. They can't, they can't not say something about a car because it'll come back on them. Because if they give something a clean bill of health and right. it doesn't like a, have like a house inspection, like a house inspection, you know, and all of a sudden you've got termites, right? And you didn't tell the people that. Right. I mean, I don't think any of our cars have termites unless some of the wooden ones from the from the thirties. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, but <laughs> there, there's a funny story with the Philly Auto with a little right. mouse running around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. See the mouse? Oh, no, yeah. it was fun. We we didn't come out of our cars. Came out of the AACA. <laughs> we're pretty, oh, we're pretty well. sure. Pretty sure because those are mostly garage. Queens, but uh, yeah. it was it was pretty fun. So, so no, no, no termites, no offense, mice, ACA mice yeah. occasionally. Yes, yeah. so, it happens. Yeah, it happens. But to your point, we we just recently took in a, a 300 ZX mm-hmm. Turbo 1991. Back in the day, that was the car. That was the car. Yeah, and was twin Turbo, Twin Turbo, yeah. lusted after them. Everybody wanted one. And yeah. Here it is, and it's in great condition. It's less than thirty thousand miles. And right. I thought, wow, this is this is exactly what my generation is looking for. Exactly. And it's in mint, mint, minty mint, but. Yeah. Come, in, come and see it, you know, inspect it. But I couldn't find hardly any flaws. Right. There's no perfect car. But, it's, but if ours, one of ours would have a mouse in it, you would include that in the description. Yeah. And it yeah. comes with a vehicle, right? <laughs> right. A living, breathing <laughs> thing comes with the, the vehicle. So, But I think that um, if you look at uh, cars that have been stored in barns and, and, you know, even just garages, regular mm-hmm. garages, I mean, you know, I get you get mice in our house in the weirdest places. Oh, like sure. I have one of those... Uh, uh, like a armoire, but it's a bar, and you open big open doors, and then there's a drawer right in the middle of it, and there's napkins in there, and those mice no get in way. there and eat the napkins. Like, how does it get up to that? Wow. How does it climb up that slick wood side? Yeah, what has it got? Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little structure. They're amazing. Little claws, yeah. yeah. I, I had an external garage in my apartment complex, mm-hmm. and my car just recently had a, a mouse inside the yeah. passenger side. And, and what you have to be careful of with mice is that they're all furry and pretty and cute and all that, except they like to eat through wiring. And yeah. They like to eat seats, and they like to eat. Oh, I had a motorcycle in a shed, and mm-hmm. the seat was destroyed. Yeah. Well, look at the the, the our 23 Weedman motorhome. Right. <laughs> that seat is hollowed out in the center from it, mice, and yeah. we're not touching it because it, it's just the way it is. It was the way pee. as found, yes. as we like to say. But, uh, um, but you have to be careful of that, and that's why people put mice traps and yeah, sure. stuff in, in there to, to mm-hmm. uh, eliminate that because there's more damage that can be done just than little pellets that you find all, through, all through your car yeah. of, you know. Plus, you know, a nest can catch on fire, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of dangers to mice. You gotta you gotta take care of them. Yeah, we've seen like in air cleaners and stuff that mm-hmm. have the snouts on them mm-hmm. and the long snout and a big ma- uh, mouse nest up inside there as well too. So you know, it's something to to be conscious of because especially if a car sat for a while, you know, maybe a couple of weeks, not much damage can happen. But you know, a couple of years and that thing's been in there, and it's there could be some significant damage. And all of a sudden, you're going to find out the hard way when you go to start your car. That's right, and the wiring's chewed through. They say put steel wool in your exhaust pipe right. to keep them from going right. and in your catalytic converter or whatever. Right, right. So there's all kinds of ways, and maybe we'll do a whole segment on We could do a whole segment on that, right? Yeah. Keeping them out of your car. Keeping them out. Keeping them at bay. That's right. That's what I say. Dryer sheets. Yeah, dryer moth, sheets. Mothballs. Moth and then there's these uh, pre-made sort of herbal packets that you can buy. A little, this comes in a little aluminum tray or whatever. No, no, little, little, little packets, little, uh, Linen packets right. that you stick everywhere, but then you got to remember that they're in there, right? When you start your car and uh, know where they're at. So Lot to think about, folks. Otherwise, I could like putting a banana in your tailpipe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. I, I heard that trick before. Anyway, when we return, I just said anyway for the first time, Jr. So don't give me any grief. Don't look All at right, me. Right. Uh, we'll be back with the Classic Automall Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on the web www.classicautomall.com. We'll see you in a couple minutes. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, We're talking about lots of car stuff today. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're looking for car celebrities. Any celebrity who's listening or you have ties to a celebrity yeah. or sports star with car collection, please yeah. get in touch. Podcast at ClassicAutomall.com. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'd love to uh, uh, have them on the show and talk about cars and their love of cars. And, uh, you know, a lot of these celebrities and, and musicians and actors and sports stars all have cl- uh, collected collection of cars because they're all usually pretty wealthy guys so you know they got a little extra sports and entertainment pays well yeah it pays well apparently, apparently. so <laughs> i was watching that winning times the story of the lakers and uh dr jerry bus bought the lakers the kings mm-hmm. 
the forum mm. in a 15,000 acre ranch up near somewhere <laughs> for 68 million back in 1970 or 80. A bargain. Yeah. Well, now because, um, the Lakers are worth 5.8 billion. Oh my God. Uh, the forum, I, I know they probably sold it when they rebuilt the whatever. Right. And, uh, the Kings, they sold a while back, but, uh, my wife's uncle back in the day mm-hmm. had an opportunity to buy a share of the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers for like $5,000. Right, I know. <laughs> I have a buddy of mine who's a minority owner of the, uh, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates and they are desperate to buy him out. And he's like a one share kind of guy. <laughs> and he says, I'm never selling. This is too cool. Yeah. I don't care how much money they offer me. He goes, I'm a part owner. I get to sit in the owner's box of the Pirates. That games, is cool. You know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, they can come crawl, calling all they want but <laughs> I ain't buying so where you say did oh, we we're, we're doing <laughs> we're doing where we where'd they go where'd they go where'd they go segment well how about uh where'd they go we gotta do week? a jingle yeah come on let's where'd do a they jingle. go baby so um so the first one is interesting kansas city missouri where hey, my wife is from close to there middletown new jersey venus texas Edders, pennsylvania brewster new york lebanon pennsylvania baton rouge louisiana cape coral florida Hamilton, Ohio, Reading, Pennsylvania, Fruitland Park, Florida, Coon Rapids, Iowa, three times, mm-hmm. Beloit, Wisconsin, Townsend, Delaware, and Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So 17 cars sold in a week. What a, not to get on the guys. That's weak. We're not far from Gettysburg. We can go visit it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how many people, when they sell a car, uh, from us, or for, we sell a car for them, uh, that say, is the car still here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just want to go say goodbye to it. <laughs> really? It's funny. I mean, cars are so much a part of a family. It's funny. And and a lot of people sell, and this is the unfortunate part of the army, a lot of people sell not because they want to, because they either have to, a mm-hmm. uh, living situation has changed, whatever. But do me a favor. If you've got a collection of cars, reach out to me and let's make a plan or reach out to one of our car specialists. Let's make a plan. Don't leave everybody in the lurch mm. when you decide to go to the pearly gates. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot to it. And mm. there's a lot of things that people want to honor in your, uh, in your stead, uh, yeah. if you will. And let's make a plan mm-hmm. and where the cars go and where they're going to be sold. And they don't have to come here. I'm not saying that every car that you sell has to come to classic automobile. Maybe there's other avenues that we can help you with. Right. Uh, taking it to certain auctions. We're not. Opposed to helping in that. And we're going to do probably two or three auctions uh, ourselves this year, as we've talked about. Small affairs. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not trying to be in the auction business. Any, um, solid plans going Nothing forward? yet. Nothing we're, yet? we're, 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 Summertime? we're getting close. Okay. We're getting okay. close. We've got a, That's exciting. we've got a collection of cars that we may start out with. Right. Um, and, uh, we're thinking more than likely that every auction that we do is going to be absolute or no reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and limit it to just a, you know, a certain amount of cars, maybe a hundred, 125, maybe uh, at the most. And uh, I'll be absolute because if you really want to draw a crowd for an auction, you really got to have something that, especially today, that sets you apart a little bit. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, or at least that they know that the cars are going to sell when they go there because nothing more frustrating to go to an auction. And the cars, every car there is, you know, overpriced in your mind, mm-hmm. uh, from what you'd be willing to pay for it. And you go away empty handed and they sell 25 or 30%. And so you, you'd like to avoid that. So we're thinking that if we do it, uh, we would certainly want to, um, uh, make it all no reserve absolute. And whatever the highest bid is, is what the highest bid is. And of course we have a lot of avenues to bid like proxy bid and, and in person and absentee bidding and telephone bidding and mm-hmm. all those different things. So. Great. We shall see. We'll make announcements sooner rather than later. So 
Uh, new inventory in, uh, the Chevrolet Corvair ramp side pickup is so cool. Yeah, we had it down at the Philly Auto Show. It got a lot of, a lot it of love. It really got a lot, got of, a lot of love, didn't it? And <clears throat> awesome car. You don't see many of the ramp side either, which is basically is the tailgate goes all the way down on the side of the bed, all the way down to the ground so you can, you know, drive something up on it. What is the purpose of the ramp side? Well, first of all, why don't they keep the ramp side? Why did they stop making the ramp side? It's a really great idea. Yeah. It's basically the side of the bed comes down and right. you, you ramp right up on it. You can it. ramp right up on it. And so, well, it's a, like swivel seats. It was very low, first of all. They, I've seen photos in the brochures right. and that, and they show people rolling lawnmowers into yeah, it. Sure. And of course, it was rear engine, so you had that hump in the back. That's mm-hmm. true. And then you had the cab in the front with no protection for your legs if you run into anything. <laughs> kind of like the, your old, face. <laughs> the old Formula One cars. Yeah. yeah and, and and the, their middle, they could make low, so that's, right. that's why they made the ramp there yeah. instead of the tailgate. Yeah, that's right. It's, 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 and exactly. this has only got 19,000 original title verified miles on it. So, it's cool. It's uh, a cool vehicle. It's ermine white and ember red over red and gold. Uh, air-cooled six, four-speed manual, a la the Porsche 911 air-cooled. I don't know that there was many other air-cooled cars besides the Corvair and the Uh-oh. Porsche 911. <laughs> I don't know either. Open I'll, up. Tick, 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 I'll tick, find tick, out when tick, I start yeah. writing them, but uh, podcast at Classic Automotive. Yeah, if you know the answer to that. Uh, anyway, it's a really interesting vehicle, and the white and red are really striking on that car, or that vehicle. Yeah, it's like say. it's almost like a patinaed uh, pinstripe on the side. It's like that. You, you can definitely tell it's been ha- it was hand and done, done and but it was done purposeful. on purpose. Purposeful, yeah, yeah. very purposeful. It's not really cool. Not not for any reason other than it just looked cool. And of course, Corvairs. You know, are interesting little cars. I mean, they, the, you know, the Corvair Monza Spider with the turbocharged engine was like 150 horsepower, which was not nothing back in the day. That's I right. Mean, and then they made the, a couple of Yankos, 11 Yankos. The Stingers. The Stingers. The Stinger. Right. Or yeah. Stanger. That's really cool. Stingy Stang me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so Corvairs, you know, obviously, um, you know, had an interesting, uh, part in the history of the American automobile. Yeah. Certainly. No question about mm-hmm. it. And, and they made a bunch of different versions. You could get just, uh, you know, as base as you can get. I always thought it's interesting. Interesting. You see these manufacturers who make all these different versions. Like some manufacturers mm-hmm. are very limited; they have one or two options, and that's it. And then you get these other guys. Like you think about the Jeep Grand Cherokee. You can get a six-cylinder cloth base, 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 and then it goes into all oh, kinds sure. of eighteen thousand different configurations: and an Overland, and a Summit, and mm-hmm. a and a Hellcat, and a you know all the different things that you get. And you know got to be a nightmare going down the assembly line trying to figure out what part goes in where of course that's why they have build sheets that's why you know computerized now computerized build sheets. my yeah. first love affair with a car mm-hmm. was a 65 corvair that my aunt owned really and she always said it was aztec red but i later learned it's madera red which right. is kind of a maroon right and i i pined for that car I, I knew i was getting it right and she she got so frustrated with it it was a good car but she, she got frustrated with it and sold mm-hmm. it for 500 to her mechanic uh-huh. and i never saw it again wow and, uh, but that was a bench seat uh uh, dash shifter. Yeah. Whereas the Two, course, the course is a bucket seat with a right, shifter in the middle. And, right. And so, yeah, really, they're, and that's kind of hard to find. Like I never see them as a bench seat. My dad had one back in the day, mm-hmm. probably 68 or so, 68 or 69, uh, had one. It was probably the base model. I don't think it was a Monza Turbo Spider. Right. And then he, then he bought a 67 Jaguar E-Type XKE uh, Roadster. Wow. And of course, nightmare going to school in that thing he'd drive me to school and it and in the winter time it was cold and uh-huh. air blowing in the heater didn't work for but you crap look cool. and it leaked and <laughs> yeah i don't know if i even realized how cool it was right right back in the day but he bought it at night in a rainstorm <laughs> <laughs> not advice which are you know two of the worst things that you could possibly do sure. when buying a car so uh but anyway um i said it twice 
Jared's going to, he's keeping track uh, of how many times I'm taking a shot say, every anyway. time you say, yeah. anyway. I know, I'm, I'm, I've hi, got Bob. one of those uh, little uh, boards with a grease pencil here, whiteboard. It's hi, Bob, all over again. Yeah, right. So, uh, another new. Yeah, I'm going to start drinking. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what I said. laughs> you missed my, you missed my little. Yeah, 2018 Can-Am Slingshot. Yes. This thing is crazy. They are crazy. It does get a lot of eyes. It a lot does. Of attention. You know, it's black over black, 423 actual miles. Hmm. It's got the 2.4 liter Ecotec four cylinder, five speed manual tranny. Right. Um, wow. It's really got that sinister look about it, doesn't it? It's not hard to describe what it looks like. You know, if you had to describe that to somebody who wasn't looking at it and had never seen one before, it would be difficult to. Mm-hmm. It's like a slingshot. It's like a sling shot. Shot. <laughs> it, it's a. It's the two wheels up front, uh-huh. one, wheel, one wheel in the back. Yeah. It kind of looks like a, uh, an ATV sort of thing, yeah. but it has the one wheel in the back, which. You love it or hate it. I mean, there's definitely polarizing. It's a polarizing design. Absolutely. Not everybody loves it. No, right. no question and, and about certainly, it. Certainly, obviously, this owner did not use it as an, a daily driver, but you could right. in good weather. I've seen them out there. Yeah. Well, you see them in downtown Philly all the time. Oh, do you? Yeah. With loud stereos oh, wow. and humping around. Yeah. And... Did not know that. Yeah. See them all the time down there. Hmm. And, uh, and I think some of them are acting as taxis or taxis. Well, they're just a two-seater. So yeah. I guess the, the the passenger ratio thing. Would not like, like it's an Uber? It's a good, would not make a good Uber. It would not. Because you're, you're out in the wet. open. You're out in the open, too. you got to wear a helmet? I I, uh, probably. Oh. I don't know. You don't have to wear a helmet in Pennsylvania for a motorcycle. That's true. Video, That's so true. no, you wouldn't have to wear a helmet. Right. You need to think that one through. <laughs> but it's... It's, it's a, I love they say in the description of it, not your description, right. not our description, but the description of the unit. Uh-huh. A three-wheeled motorcycle classified as such due to its three-wheeled configuration. Okay. <laughs> okay. Too so, redundant there. Yeah, a little redundantly redundant. So, uh, introduced in, uh, 14 as a 15 model. Uh, no roof, no doors, no side windows. No. Whole interior is waterproof. Can be wow. hosed down and would drain holes. Hmm. Um, it's 174 horsepower though. I mean, so it's gotta go. That, that'll haul. Yeah. I would imagine. A car. Have you, I've ridden one of the Can-Am, th- uh, three wheelers with the two front wheels and the back wheel, but they weren't, it wasn't a slingshot. You didn't sit down in it. You sat on it like okay. a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of one front wheel, it had two front wheels. Right. I mean, that thing was stupid fast. Really? I mean, it, it, I was, I had to back out of it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like well, to back out. It's got motorcycle vibe to it. Yeah. So. It's definitely got motorcycle vibe. A little bit, uh, maybe a little safer, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Although, at the Philly Auto Show, when I was over in the custom side, do you see some of these UTVs? They are as big as a car. I mean, I yeah, don't quite understand. It's crazy. And, and we're not, I don't know if we're going to talk about the Philly Auto Show. Yeah. A lot of the big, big tuner room and, mm-hmm. and custom room. Right. And there were all kinds of crazy stuff in yeah. there. Cartoonish. But cartoonish, yeah, very uh, gargantuan wheels <laughs> on these pickup trucks yeah. that are 10 feet tall. Right, right. And not bulletproof. Uh, uh, chrome everywhere. Chrome everywhere. And uh, these UTVs, and I don't get them. I mean, I think they're very cool, mm-hmm. but they're almost as big as a SUV yeah. or a truck, so why not just get a truck or an SUV? I mean, I, I don't understand the, the the target market when you can buy, and then the, they're expensive. They're oh, almost, yeah. They're 30 grand plus. Sure, sure. Which I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure. I don't get it. I, I don't dislike them, and I'm not saying they're not worth it, and I'm not diminishing them. Right. I just don't understand them. And if you want to consign one, class, can, <laughs> sales at classicautomall.com. Yeah, we don't have to like everything we sell. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we don't. We, we don't. We don't. Like how can it. we with how 100 cars? We? You know, a thousand eighty. And then the fifty Willys Jeepster convertible, pale yellow yep. over black, uh, nicely executed older resto. 
It's got the Go Devil Inline Four, which was a name that Willie's used back in the day, hmm. um, because it went like the devil, I guess. Um, only 134 cubic inches, though. Right. Uh, and it's got side curtains, so it's similar to the Can Am Slingshot with that, you know, without, right. you know, doesn't have formal door. Open air. <laughs> yeah, very open airish. And, uh, it's really a neat looking car. Yellow is a really good color for those. <clears throat> Excuse me. It seems to be, you know, certain cars are good in yellow and certain cars are not good in yellow. Mm-hmm. And this particular one is very good in yellow. And it, then the 1997 Alfa Romeo 916 Spider. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this thing? I have seen it. In fact, <laughs> I, I met the guy at Radner's. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not giving too much information away, right. but uh, yeah, yeah right. it was a very cool little car. He was there with the Porsche Club and uh, stood out. It's a very interesting car. I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the color. It's Verde Acido, Acido, mm-hmm. A-C-I-D-O, and it's this limey green yeah. Uh, color of the white interior, 89,000 kilometers, mm. kilometers, two liter twin spark inline four, uh, five speed manual. Um, it's, and it came from Holland. Okay. Uh, it was from a dealer in Holland. Uh, and of course it was, uh, you know, comes fully inspected and full inspection history in Dutch. So you can do some translation. So, uh, but that's okay. You know, there's a, there's a handful of them in the United States, and I think there's even a club yeah. for them. So you don't, you're not alone. No, but they, anything. but I guarantee you, there's not many car shows you'd pull up to oh, that you right. would even see another one. No, you no won't. question about it. That's even right. at at a Radwood or a, any for, a show sure. like that, uh, I don't think you would see one. But very interesting little car, and if you like different and unique mm-hmm. then it's certainly for you and then uh, uh last but not least the 54 nash metropolitan hardtop caribbean blue frost white over black and white uh micro styling just so cool de- de- designed by pin and farina oh is that right yeah I know. and nash had a deal i think with superman the superman tv show right because lois lane drove a little american right and then there you'd see this nash like this one in that show too mm-hmm. the old 50s show mm-hmm. so if you get a chance you can see these cars and i got one more but i'll talk about when we come back from the break but if you get a chance to see these cars go to our or if you want like to have a chance to see these cars go to our website classicautomall.com we'll be back in a couple of minutes when it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Attention veterans, America's Web Radio has a contest just for you. We are giving away an AR-15 style weapon to a lucky veteran. If you are a veteran or active duty, you can enter for a chance to win by submitting an entry form at americaswebradio.com slash giveaway. That's americaswebradio.com slash giveaway. Please read the official rules for more information. Good luck, and thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Uh, foggy. Day, show number 125. You'll have to guess what day we actually recorded this. Actually, recording it on the 24th of uh, January and to air the first time on the 27th of January right. on America's Web Radio. It is 124.24. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now. And uh, show number 125. Now, we haven't 
We've done some repeats and we've done some best ofs, but we did our first remote show last week. We did. At the Philly Auto Show. And the Philly Auto Show has continually reinvented itself because it had no choice but to continually reinvent itself. The market's changing and shifting mm-hmm. and electric cars are coming whether they like it or not mm-hmm. and whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not. Doesn't matter if we like it or not. They're coming. Although, I've read that, uh, Ford is cutting way back on the Lightning, the F-150 Lightning uh, electric production, and ramping up the Bronco and the Ranger, which are ICE, or internal combustion engine. Right. I think think there's like two avenues of of trajectory right now. One is like heavy electric, and the other one is kind of going... Back to, yeah. back and, to old school. And I looked at the Chevrolet uh, exhibit, and right. they had no hybrid. So you're either gas or electric. Right. There was right. They didn't have a third choice. And Ford just came out and said uh, on the Mustang that they're, it's always going to be a V. It's always going to be an internal combustion engine. It will, I mean, except that Mustang E. The, the Mach-E, yeah. which uh, has, isn't really a Mustang. I mean, no, it's, it's uh, it doesn't even look like that. I know, and I don't understand the naming, but. Not like that electric. What? Who's that, Steve? That has that red with the gold top. They took a regular Mustang. Oh, oh Hank Henry, Hank, Henry Mann stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. And that's in the uh, the, uh, uh, the custom area. Yeah, it was in the custom. No, no, no. no it was, it was, it was back manufacturer in, area. in the manufacturer area, yeah. actually. And Alan Mann Racing. Yeah. Uh, no, no relation, but uh, other than a business partner, I guess. But right. it's cool. It, it is, is really. very cool. Looking. I'm not sure he's going to. I asked the guy. I'm not sure. I mean, I know Hank too, but I, he's not going to mass produce them. But it's a great example of how you can. Yeah, you could electrify a muscle. Uh, sure, a they said they, car. he was going to. They were doing others. And yeah, Borla, they were doing others. And Borla Exhaust is working on exhaust noises for cars that are electric. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so you, can pick, you can pick whatever you know sound you want. Yeah, yeah I was just, on the train and there were two guys in front of me, and they were go, obviously going to the Philly Auto Show. And like, can you believe they're piping noise into it? What's the point? Yeah, but it, I mean, people love this that sound. Yeah. I mean, go start that S sixty five, that V twelve twin turbo in there, and it will mm-hmm. give you a, you know happy days smile. Yeah, all over your the face. Mustang exhaust. Sound oh, is one of the best. It really is. And Mach so. one. And and to finish our uh, new inventory, yeah. uh, the seventy four Chevrolet Laguna S three. If you don't know what these cars are, don't feel ashamed because they didn't. There wasn't a whole lot of them out there, but they are cool. I love them. I think it's cool too. I think they're very cool. Antique white and dark red over black and white. Twenty nine thousand actual miles. Mm-hmm. Three fifty with a three fifty turbo hydromatic automatic transmission. Build sheet and paperwork. They only made fifteen thousand seven hundred ninety two, which sounds like a lot in today's world. Right. Wasn't a lot back then, though. Nope. Not when they were making 100,000 right. Camaros. Banging or, them out. But uh, yeah. you'd be, the, again, another car that you'd probably be the only one at the car show with, you with know, one of these. Really and, rare. And at one point in time, the other one was the Pontiac made, was the Can- Can-Am. Oh, with the hood scoop. Well, that was the, yeah, the Can-Am. But there was a Grand Am okay. that had, that at one point in time was going to have the SD 455 okay. in, in like 74 or 75. Mm-hmm. And it was actually even in the brochure that they were going to have oh, that wow. motor. And, and then they ended up not having it mm-hmm. in it, but it was still in the brochure. Oh, cool. uh, there's a great site uh love oh i can't think of the name of it i'll have to find it and i'll tell tell us about it next week uh with old brochures and it's a guy uh-huh. from the netherlands or something mm-hmm. but he's got cars pontiacs and duesenbergs and packards and fords and chevys and all the way back into the you know the 20s and 30s and then all the way through the modern stuff and it's interesting because if you have questions about a car usually a good source is the manufacturer's brochure on the car mm-hmm. except for the example uh with the uh, can-am where it didn't have the or the uh grand-am right where it didn't actually end up with the motor that they advertised it right, right so you could argue that but uh but they um the laguna s3 is a rarely seen example it's very cool um, probably would make an interesting resto mod. I'm surprised that you haven't seen a resto mod mm-hmm. of those. And of course, it reminds me, uh, the Laguna and the Can Am, or mm-hmm. the Grand Am, I keep saying that, 
uh, of the uh, 2 plus 2 Pontiac and the Aero Coupe Monte Carlo right, back in right. the day, which were specifically built for a reason, and they had a unique look about them. Looked very similar, but different. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, were pretty cool cars. I mean, I, we were talking about, I had something down here about that. Uh, it was only a one-year body style, too, in the Grand Prix. Okay. Uh, uh, called the 2 plus 2. And, uh, and Chevy's version was That's the right. Monte Carlo That's Aero right. Coupe. And it was considered a muscle car, but it had 165 <laughs> horsepower. So. It did, kind of like the Hearst Olds. Kind of like the Hearst Olds of the same period. Yeah. And speaking of Hearst Olds, you've seen the gold and black Hearst Olds that we have, or Resto Mod. The Resto Mod one, the black <laughs> on gold, crazy. HO, yeah. Uh, cutlass. 79 crazy. Cutlass. Yeah, that thing's a monster. Yeah, and uh, if it's something you've been looking at, I think that we just recently lowered the price okay. on that. So it yeah. might be something. Been here that, a little while. I've uh, been here a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. we... If we call you, it usually means that it's been here long enough that uh, it's time to to consider lowering your price a little bit. And then we're not trying to be. Listen, the more we sell it for, the more we make. So mm-hmm. we want to sell it for the most amount, but we want to be realistic about it too. And we don't, you know, we, I had, a, we want to sell it. I had a guy say to me uh, recently. He said, "Well, why did you guys take it at that price point?" And I said, "If you remember our conversation, I had mentioned that it should be at a lower price, and you thought that it should be at this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. So." It happens. I, I'm not, listen, I'm not an expert on anything. I, I know a lot about a lot, you know, or a little about a, a little lot, lot or lot. what, whatever, however you say it. But, but we have a good handle on when things are, are out of, out of whack on the price point, either too low or too high. I mean, we've literally told guys, um, there's a couple of cars here, a recent example that we had. I won't mention names and what it was, but the guy wanted X amount of dollars mm-hmm. and we said, no, 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 no. And he's like, what do you mean? Is that too much? I go, no, it's too little. Mm-hmm. And he said, really? Yep. He said, I, I really don't, th- I said, I promise you. And we, we went about 20 grand more than, than he thought he wanted in his pocket and we got it for him within about three weeks. Right, right. And, yeah. uh, and the market speaks. I mean, and, and, uh, some, some people have no idea what their car is worth. No. And, and you can't base it on what you paid for it or what you put into it or what you put into right. it because that doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, you know, if you inherit a house, and you pay zero for it, does that make the house worth zero? Right. No, it's worth what the market will bear. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty good at knowing that and knowing which ones are underpriced and which ones are overpriced. And, and you know, one of the criticisms that we get that from time to time is, oh, you got cars that are overpriced. Well, again, we don't set the price. Uh, we just market the cars at, at whatever price the owner wants. And, mm-hmm. and who's to say what's overpriced? I mean, go watch, you know, Bear Jackson this week. <laughs> yeah. They have over 2,000 cars. Uh, now with Sammy Hagar's Ferrari, La Ferrari is out because there was a battery issue. Oh, is that right? It's got some kind of hybrid wow. battery thing, and it'll probably have to go to Modena, Italy, to oh, no to get fixed. And he's going to sell it now in the fall version of Barrett Jackson. Now they're going to do a Scottsdale fall, oh, wow. a three day auction. But anyway, they got over two thousand cars there, all absolute no reserve. And just because a car sells for X at that auction doesn't mean that your car mm-hmm. is going to sell for the same because. That car may have had more money put into it. That car may have had a completely different setup than than yours. That car may have been two guys who were, you know, drunk. Right, right. <laughs> and you're not Sammy Hagar. And you're not Sammy Hagar. Plus, keep in mind that what you see the price for, you might say, oh, that, that was a good deal on it, but there's also a buyer's fee. A 10% buyer's fee. Which, it's, it's which also, you don't see. Which you, know. you don't see. Mm-hmm. And it's also expensive to go to Scottsdale yeah. if you're there in person. And if you have to haul your car there, and especially mm-hmm. if you're on the East Coast, I mean, the expenses... Start adding up, and let's say you sell your car for fifty grand, and mm-hmm. they take ten percent. Well, there's forty five, and it costs you fifteen hundred to get it there. There's forty, you know, three five, and then you got two grand in expenses while you're there. I mean, before you know it, you're at thirty eight, right? Uh, with airline and and all the stuff and and hauling and and all that good stuff. So I mean, you gotta you gotta factor all that in, and that's why people say, well, I'll just take my car to an auction. Well, okay, mm-hmm. but it's a fifteen hundred dollar entry fee. 
Right. And it's 10% on both sides. Well, I don't care what the buyer pays. Well, you should because that's going to pro- mitigate what they're going to pay for the car. Listen, if I've got a hundred grand to spend, I can't bid to a hundred grand. Right. Because that means I'm going to be buying, or paying 110. Plus shipping. So, plus so, shipping. Plus shipping. Yeah. So I've got to think I'm going to be at 90 or 88 or 89. Exactly. And so it does change, you mm-hmm. know, the perception. But Bear Jackson does an amazing job and they, what they do with the resto mod side of it is unbelievable. I mean, the, the numbers that they get. Are staggering on on resto especially mods, Corvette and especially resto Corvette, resto Corvette resto C2, mods, C two, C three, yeah, incredible. and and people that they do a lot of business with and things that are that are well known in the hobby, like Amos Mintner, who uh, does all the Thunderbirds out of Texas and uh, does really really well. But you know they promote that, and and when they get something that's not a resto mod, like Camaro or Chevelle, Jerry McNeish, our friend, uh, inspects the car and tells you make sure that it's real and the numbers match mm-hmm. and it is what it say it says it is. And that gives you a little extra added confidence. You may not have that at a car that you buy here or somewhere else. I mean, uh, and you can't offer that as a seller. You know, you right. could, but you'd have to pay Jerry McNeese, you yeah. know, eight or nine hundred dollars probably to come out and he's inspect got, your he's car. He's got the gig, man. He's got a great gig. He's got such the knowledge. His name comes up everywhere I go and, all the time. And, yeah, all the time. And he's yeah. the man. He is the man. He knows <laughs> that stuff as well as anybody, and and he's respected in the hobby. Yeah, and he's fair, and mm-hmm. so. You may not like what he has to say, but that's not his fault. Right, right. You know, he, yeah. he's only preaching. And same with us. You know, yeah. when you get mad at us because we talk about a rust hole in your car. That's right. What do you expect? Yeah. Well, we're we're honest, and that's that's why you've been in business that's for why, six, six years, six this years month, now, right? Yeah, six years, January 1st. How about was that? our six-year anniversary. So here we go for another six or eight <laughs> or 10 or 12 or hopefully longer. Uh, as long as the market continues to do what it does, then, you I've know. I've only got 5,000. Uh, 992 cars <laughs> to, to catch up to Peter before you can retire. We're not letting you retire until you get the Peter's uh, mark on What's there. What's he doing on retire? Yeah. <laughs> a little woodworking. Woodworking, yeah. yeah. I'll get started on that. Yeah, get going on that. Uh, and again, just a special thanks to Peter and the great job that he did. And we wouldn't be where we were are today if it, if it weren't for Peter. Well, play your little applause for him under the start. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, under the my, start. Where is my little applause? There is clapping right there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, That's good. yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate everything you did. Oh, we're not. <laughs> we still got time. We're not done. Stretch. <laughs> stretch. Stretch. See, I'm doing that stretching thing. I I was kind of lost of where we were just there mm. for a minute. You know, I'm yeah, right here. Just... I'm right here back in comfort zone 101. <laughs> right, right. It was interesting doing the Philly Auto Show. I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. First time I've ever done it, mm-hmm. not here. Right. This is my world right feel. here. This how, is my bus. How to feel. You know, it felt good. Yeah. And I am not schmoozing you because you're the boss and <laughs> but, control everything. However. But you did really well, for some, if, especially if you felt that way going out there. Yeah. Because it is an unknown environment. And yeah. uh, it, I thought it went really well. And, and if you haven't listened to the podcast, please check it out because we had a couple of very interesting guests and it was just a fun, we talked about a lot of fun stuff. I wish we'd have gotten the guy on camera who was trying to get my attention while I was in the middle of the interview. <laughs> yeah. The guys. That was a Hilarious. Hey, hey, hey. Snap his fingers. Hey. Walk right up uh, to the table. I'm working here. I'm working. Can you not? What do you think? I got all this stuff on. See, that's where the um, camera light, you know, the studio light would have right. helped because then it would look like we're on TV. We're really, and we probably should invest in a studio light. Oh, I have should, a studio light. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I just, we just didn't bring I the train. Oh. I didn't think we needed it because there's good light there. Maybe when, and, and one of those, like, are a little clock here, one that says on the air. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> just one of these, a portable one of these.
days, and uh, maybe that would. It's a work in progress, folks. We're we're yeah. working on yeah, it. Yeah, we did it one time. So and uh, technically, it was great. Shout out to Jr. Yeah. for a great setup, and it, the sound was awesome. Yes, yeah. nice. great videotaping. Whoever did that? Yeah. Wow, that guy was good. <laughs> How many? You know, I can, I can only add so many titles on your yeah, business well, card. Let's, and let's thank Randy Lammy who put the video together. Yeah, did a great job on that, and just it just went up on uh, um, YouTube, YouTube today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so it was uh, on. Uh, America's Web Radio last Saturday, last, yes, last Saturday, week, yeah. last week, and mm-hmm. then it was on all the other podcast sites, which don't forget, uh, as I forget to, to mention them all, but there's a bunch of them we're on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, mm-hmm. Google Assistant, Player FM, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Plus Alexa. <laughs> oh my and God. why do we say that? Because if you're listening already on a podcast, you probably already know. But you may have a friend that says, well, I don't listen to iHeartRadio, but I listen to Deezer. And it's like, well, it's on there, too. You yeah, know? it's like it's like your search engines. Of course, now there's not many options. you got Google, and then you got, what's that one that you have, that new thing that's out, Duck? Go or something. Duck, duck a, go. Or something like that's that. That's yeah. like a security one that right. oh. searches some. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. When we were oh, returning. <laughs> Go ahead, let me have a cocktail. <laughs> when we return, we'll talk about other fascinating <laughs> automotive stuff from the Classic Automall Podcast. See you in a minute. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare custom and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back. <laughs> we have fun on the break. We, yeah, we should record that. We do well, we record that. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't, you can't air that crap. No. Because you, know, you never know. It might get me <laughs> Well, we can. We don't have the FCC, but. Right, yeah. right. We were talking about Southern terms, and they're so great, because we oh, don't have awesome. anything like that up here in the North. It's like. Uh, yeah, what did, what did your. Mother said. Uh, my mother would say if a guy was unusual, she would say that boy has the peculiar, <laughs> the peculiars. That's good. Yeah, that was That's a great right. thing that she said, and that was her way of politely saying that he was not all together, not all there. My grandmother was hilarious. She was a great lady and mm-hmm. uh, was in a nursing home for the last ten years of her life, but didn't really really need to. Just thought that was not a bad way to live. People bringing <laughs> you food, and you know, she she thought this is why am I mm. cooking and yeah. cleaning and all this warm stuff. bed, mm-hmm. warm bed. I, I, I got, got the money friends. to stay here. I got uh-huh. the money to stay here, so I'm going to stay here. And I'll never forget one of our family friends gave her a subscription to the Knoxville News Sentinel, the newspaper in Knoxville, Tennessee. She felt so guilty about it. She just couldn't believe that they would spend all that money on her to give her that newspaper subscription. <laughs> oh, nice. How nice of them to do mm-hmm. that. The first edition that she got, she opened it up and the real estate transfers were there. Oh, and it was Turner Howard, Dr. Turner Howard, who had, and his wife who had given him the description, the uh, subscription. And it said, Turner Howard to Joe Smith, $400,000 piece of property. And this is like 1979. Wow. And she's mm-hmm. like, 
well, I don't feel so guilty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Well, well, I'm not worried about this at all." Three ninety-five yeah. for yeah. a Well, bless her, bless her and heart. <laughs> a lot of good old sayings in yeah, the uh, in the Southern world. Um, you know, I forgot to mention too. We were talking about Barrett Jackson at Scottsdale this week, and I'm watching it. This being the twenty fourth of uh, January, two thousand twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four, twenty-four. Um, our buddy Steve. Yante is not on the broadcast this year. He's still recuperating from his illness he had, and I'm not quite sure what it was, nor does it really matter. Encephalitis. Yeah. And uh, so he's not on the show this year. And he really, I miss him. I really enjoyed his technical side of it, and, and the homework that he did on every car was really fascinating. And a lot of like what we do here. Yeah. Um, trying to tell everybody, if you want the heavy details, they're there. If you don't want it, you can skip over that. That's why we kind of segment our description. You can, if there's parts that you don't care so much about, mm-hmm. or you've seen the car in person and you don't need to know what the interior is, or whatever the case may be, um, it's 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 you you can get it if you want it. Yep. But you and, don't have to take it. That's right. And there are technical aspects that are kind of held back because they'd be boring to read and stuff. And so a lot of people call and say, "I'm interested in that car. Yeah. What can you tell me about it?" Sure. Well, you can tell you everything that's online, but now I, I'll go back in the files mm-hmm. and see exactly what the build was or something like that. Yeah. There's there's a lot of different things that may not have made it. You know, that ended up on the cutting room floor, sure. uh, if you will. But uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that maybe you're interested in. You know, not everybody's interested in what type of pistons are in a car. Right. But if a guy is interested in in a car and he's a gearhead and really knows that kind of stuff, and it's there, we have it there. And if we don't have it, we'll by golly, we'll get it for you. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we just don't know. That's true. Listen, people have bought cars mm-hmm. uh, off of estates. They bought cars at auctions. They bought cars at places where there was really no information about oh, yeah. the car. They don't even know what size the motor is. That's right. You go back in the description <laughs> form, and sometimes there's it's nothing just there. Blank. Red, <laughs> red four speed does not cut it. I just bought it, or I just you know I yeah. owned it for a couple of years, and I'm the seventeenth owner. And yeah, they don't know much. I don't really know much yeah. about it. And, and that's okay. And <clears throat> you know, sometimes we have to put stuff out there in hopes that some expert will see it and say, "Hey, by the way." Right. Just so you know, that's not a 19 this or it's not a that. It's a, not an LS. It's an LT or. We got a great spec writer though who does go through the cars with a fine tooth comb yeah, and, uh, and is able to, yeah. to pull some of that information. And Justin he, has got a knowledge base of, of specking numbers and transmission numbers and engine numbers and parts numbers and decoding yeah, cars. Exactly. And that's an amazing, um, uh, job that kind of just formed out of thin air here, really. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a job that was a specific. We're going to have one guy and all he does mm-hmm. is do specs. No, we don't have. Can't do that. that right, right. Can't have one guy just doing that. Yes, you can, and you need it, and you need it, yeah. especially as many cars as we got. Because right. our goal is to not to we're not we're not trying to to be know it alls, and we're not trying to show tell you how bad your car is. But if we can't prove that it's matching numbers, generally speaking, it's probably not matching numbers. Even if the guy you bought it from mm-hmm. told you that it was matching numbers, right. or whatever the case may be. Yep. Uh, or is original this or original paint or whatever it is. And, and our guys are, are, you know, have a good eye for that kind of thing. And, uh, it's one of those things that if you, if you don't know what you're looking for, can be a pretty slippery slope in buying, especially a muscle car. You know, certain cars don't matter. Listen, if you're buying a resto mod, you don't care what the That's source right. of the engine is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter because it's not going to create value like, uh, an original 396 in a Chevelle versus the 396 that came in a truck and not the Chevelle that you're, you know, that you bought and, and were assured by the owner. And, and it may not be nefarious either. It may not be the guys not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. The guy he bought it from may have told him that it was, you know, exactly. this, this, that, or the other. So, I mean. I, what is it? Uh, verify, trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. You know, you, know, you want to make sure that 
you know, how do you know that this is a matching numbers car? Well, my, the guy I bought it from told me so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now we know, we have a starting point to know that <clears throat> it's not verified by paperwork or, or, or any kind of stamping or anything like that. And, and things can be restamped. Blocks yeah. can oh, be sure. restamped. Um, transmissions can be, I mean, there's a lot well, of there's things. There's certainly fraud out there. So there is. Look and, out for it. and so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing. Don't, if you're interested in buying a numbers matching high dollar muscle car, Find the Jerry McNeish. Find the guy in the neighborhood who knows everything about it. Find the right guy to to, to guide you along the way. Because otherwise, you're going to buy something and you're going to bring it home, and then the guy's going to go, "Well, that's not right." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've I, heard horror stories with uh, through now, not to compare us to auctions, right. but you only have two minutes at an auction really yeah. to, f- to figure things out. Whereas here, if you're interested in a car, you can go through it really yeah, well. You can put a deposit down, uh-huh. and, and we can you can hold it for. I think we hold it up for to about a week, yeah. and that's about as much as we do. You've got time. Yeah, so you got time to have it inspected, have somebody come out and look mm-hmm. at it. Uh, well, and as you said earlier, Stuart, if somebody is looking, to, you know, not to buy from us, but if they have a question about a vehicle, to call us, you know, my, uh, I saw this one in town, and I'm looking at buying it. Sure. You know, what do I need to do? And I'm sure you can refer someone that would even come out and inspect it if it's a, a, a pricey enough vehicle. We have a lot of resources with stuff like that, and it's one of those things that we we offer as a free service, basically to people, and especially, I mean, it's not always. We don't have a whole department that's just waiting for your call, right. but. If if the timing's right and, and our guys are free and can take a phone call and are not in the middle of 18 million different things, which sometimes they are, mm-hmm. uh, then they're happy to talk to you. One of our car specialists, our spec writer, myself, uh, whomever, uh, are happy to talk to you about a particular car and to guide you a little bit to give you some resources and things to look out for and, and all of that. I mean, we we look at so many different cars that... Our knowledge base is, is, I mean, 6,000 cars we've taken in over the past, of course. With some repeats. Some repeats. Uh, of course, that's, you know, Mecham just fi- finished up in uh, Kissimmee. $275 million in sales. Yikes. 4,383 cars offered in a 10-day or 12-day <laughs> period. Third year of a $200 million plus auction. Wow. And, and we, we did 120, and, and can you imagine? Uh, no. 4,383. Speaking of that, how many, how, Many employees does Classic Auto Mall have? Classic Auto Mall now has four. Tw- <laughs> it's, I do everything. Right right every, yeah, it's not just you two. <laughs> so Steve's got four. So there's four, and I'm like twelve. So and Randy, <laughs> Randy's yeah. We've got twenty two or twenty three, I think now employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are part time that are just car specialists out on the road. A lot of them are though here every day, uh, six days a week. We work here uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we're here nine to five, uh, Wednesday, nine to eight. And then Saturdays, we're here from nine to noon. And then we give the guys a day and a half to recharge because Monday mornings are chaos in here. Mm-hmm. It's just busy, 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 busy. And Saturdays are pretty crazy too. Uh, a lot of test drives and things like that on Saturdays, not necessarily sales or, uh, you know, in the traditional sense of the word, but, but inspections happening and things like that. And a guy can't get away from work. And so he comes out right. on, you know, Saturday morning or Wednesday evening. That's why we're open to late. It used to be, it was a cruise in that we did every Wednesday night. We really don't do that anymore. People bring their cars from time to time, but I mean, we've got a pretty good cruise in indoors. So no, yeah, yeah. thousand eighty cars uh, is a uh, plenty to see, and it's not the same cars every time you come back. I mean, you know, <clears throat> you can come back a month from now and might think, "Wow, this place looks almost you know completely different." There's a lot of familiar faces that have been here for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and that's okay. That's that's part of the attraction. People, there's certain cars that we have here that we really don't care if they sell because they're. Great attractors of people. People, hey, you got to go see this. The Batmobile, the Batmobile, or, or, or Hemi this, or a 
you know, high or dollar. that hearse, or that hearse. <laughs> <laughs> I can see one out the window here. What is that? Yeah, it's it's hearseish. It's an old, but it's old. It's yeah. like forties. Yeah, it? probably late forties. I think forty seven or forty eight. <clears throat> yeah. We'll uh, we'll have to feature that car next week, and we'll we'll talk more about it. There, they had an ambulance and hearse show over at the hotel not long ago. Yeah, the professional, professional Car, car Society. Society. Yep. And they had ambulances, uh, ambulance and, and hearses, uh, hearses, flower cars. Some of them were really interesting, and and they were really the flowers. Like, they're like a Cadillac El Camino. That's yeah, exactly, it's what it exactly what it is. And it's they are uh, they you would see those at heads of state funerals mm-hmm. and you got and mafia guys funerals. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, lots of flowers and uh, those cars are really interesting and they're they're pretty rare. I know you know there's rare and then there's desirable. Mm-hmm. We say that all the time. That's and right. just because they only made a few of something doesn't mean anybody cares. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the problem with rare and desirable. I mean, if you look at 1940 Packard four door sedan in black. That's a cool car, and it's lasted what now eighty four years. <laughs> doesn't mean it's valuable. That's doesn't right. mean it doesn't have a, a value that's commensurate with with its age and provenance and all that because it's just a black four door Packard. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cars that are like that that are not particularly loved. Um, Graham Hollywood's come to mind. They made street rods out of that. They they were Graham was the one who bought the all the stuff from Cord that coffin nose oh, all exactly. that stuff and yeah. made it a, stretched it and and they're pretty rare, but. You could have one and just you could not get one phone call on it. Yeah, that's right. Nobody is interested. So uh, remember that. Just because they only made five 1985 Mustangs and Chartreuse <laughs> doesn't mean that anybody cares. Yeah, well, that's the reason I, I mentioned my four rules of, of the classic right. car. You you have to have the person that wants that car, that car. have the money to buy it, a place mm-hmm. to put it, and a wife that will let them have it. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, and if you don't check all those boxes, then... Uh, and anyone missing, no sale. No sale. No sale. How about, I was just reading today, the 2025 Cadillac CT5V Blackwing. Yes. These cars are bad boys. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. 668 yeah. horsepower V8, six-speed manual. It's got a PDR performance data recorder. Wow. Which will, uh, it's got a lap analyzer. It's sure. got video playback. It's got coaching advice. Really? On your, on your lap wow. times. Uh, a center screen has a live readout for power, torque, boost, g-force, and not tire pressure, but tire temperature. Wow. I mean, really an interesting car. And that is and not an electric car. That is not an electric car. There's no, <laughs> and not even a hybrid. Although. And it sounds good. And I it mean, sounds the really black good. Black wings are amazing. Yeah. We have a collector friend who has one. And yeah. It's just spectacular. It is. Yeah, he's got a spectacular car. It's another one of those collections that you can't talk about, but it's You boy, can't talk so about. Cool. <laughs> he's, he's open to it, but not, yeah. not on the radio. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, no. It's a really an amazing collection. And he's got lots of stuff like that mm-hmm. that are one-off types of black series, uh, Mercedes, yes. uh, that are really interesting and things like that. AM, so AMG, AMG stuff. 63. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. S or not an S 63. That would be my, no, mine's an S 63 AMG, AMG yeah. black, black edition. Yeah. The black, uh, series series or whatever. Oh, black yeah. series. That's what they call it. Yep. So <laughs> we finally got it. You know, those. you know, there was a terminology, a word that we used to use back in the day that you hardly ever hear anymore. Souped up. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't have anything to do with eating soup. No. It means that you've modified your car to be more powerful and sound cooler. And, yep. Uh, a souped up Ford with big rear wheels would be an example of how you would say that. Or the film doesn't really need a souped up soundtrack. So souped up doesn't have to be a car, but it no. was mostly cars yeah. related. Yeah. And, uh, predate, it came back in early as 1911. Huh. Uh, in, and, and it was a reference to narcotic injected 
into horses to make them run faster. That's so interesting. Wow. <laughs> you know, okay. it's funny you should mention that because uh, during these write-ups, I, I looked up the origin of Hot Rod. Maybe we right. can talk about that next week. Sure. But it was hard to find the actual origin. Where the origin came, who said it first, right. and where it yeah. came from. There's all these different theories, and it was very interesting, and it's written into one of the uh, Hot Rods. So come here. back, folks. Yeah, come yeah, back. Join us next time. <laughs> Just next time. We'll catch you next time on the Classic Automall Podcast. We'll see you then. You've been listening to the Classic Auto Mall Podcast with your host, Stuart Howden, executive producer, Steve Safir, produced and engineered by yours truly, J.R. Russ. Thanks for listening and sharing the Classic Auto Mall Podcast, available on ClassicAutomall.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Music, courtesy of the Pat Travers Band, produced by CarSmarts Media, copyright, all rights reserved. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.